Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Von Gehr Consulting Group's podcast. It has been some time since we've been on, and there's a lot for us to cover. We're going to talk about how Iceland's volcano can be a lesson learned for your business. We're going to talk about authenticity in social media, and we're going to talk about four things your business can be doing right now to get an effective turnaround going. So sit back, lean back if you're on an airplane and annoy the person behind you, and enjoy this podcast. The recent volcanic eruptions in Iceland had a huge impact on transatlantic travel for both travelers and business people, but also has had a huge impact on not only the European economy, but also the African economy and industries that rely on just-in-time shipping. A lot of negativity go around, and there's a lot businesses can learn about their logistics and uh, network and should they be using just-in-time or not for shipping. But there is a positive line behind this, and that positive line is how social media has played a role with companies as well as with the travelers and why your business should really be looking into social media to manage not only your brand image, but also your reach and frequency when you're targeting and talking to your customers and clients. Currently, most social media lessons learned have been around the negative, which is how to combat negative perceptions of your brand image, how to deal with you know negative uh, customer service issues, and those kind of crises. Yet there are lessons to be learned from natural disaster crises like uh, Haiti and Chile, and how social media actually had a positive influence and a positive impact on those two items. How to have a positive influence? Rally people around to provide uh, donations to the American Red Cross, to the Salvation Army, etc., to provide goods and services for those affected areas. But if you look at the Icelandic volcanic eruption, where there wasn't a lot of damage done to property per se, but really inconvenienced a lot of travelers out there, the positive is that they turned to social media to find answers to questions they were not getting from their airlines. And this is where the airlines really should have done much better and where your business can. They want to know which flights were canceled. How long were they going to be canceled? Which airports are closed? Which airports are open? Which where were flights going out of? You know, how often were these flights going out of? How much was it going to cost me to make changes if I'm going to? All that type of stuff. And the reason why the travelers uh, looked to the, to Facebook and Twitter and other social media sites is because they got real time information from their friends and family who were listening to other newscasts around the globe where they may have not got that information in their local area. Sure, they could have turned to newspapers, and sure, they could have turned to the local newscast, but those type of mediums are too broad because they're looking to reach a mass audience. Whereas when they look to their social media network, their connection, they're looking for specific friends who do influence them, and vice versa, they influence their friends, and making decisions as to what to do. That real-time impact of social media, like Facebook and Twitter, etc., kept these travelers, business people, and the businesses up to date. How can your business learn from this? Well, your business should be engaged. If it's not, you really need to be. You need to be not only to deal with customer service complaints and brand image issues that you are obviously not aware of if you're not operating in this space, but your ability to not only listen to your customers and clients and see what their wants and wishes and needs are, but you can also communicate to them how you're dealing within the situation. It is one thing for a client, or in this case, a traveler, to be stranded in a location like Berlin, like one of my family members was actually just recently stranded there from this event and what the airline is doing to communicate with her or him in dealing with this event. That's very important because at a certain point in time, the traveler, the business person, they feel alone. 
The real-time impact of social media means that your business, if you were an airline, you could have reached out to these individuals, keep them up to date with uh, posts, tweets, whatever, about which airlines are, are working, which airports are taking off, etc. It allows you to provide information in real time about your products and services. If you're one that was using real-time shipping, where are they in transit so that your customer can make another decision to keep their business running? Uh, how are you going to refund your clients or are you going to charge them to, to make, make changes or how long are you able to pay their hotel bills while they're still stuck there uh, in Berlin, let's say, or, or Munich or Frankfurt or, or Paris or, or, or London? Um, what are the new procedures you're going to put in place in case this event happens again or right now? And if you can't help your customers, who can help your customers? And again, how long will everything be shut down? And what are you doing as a business to make sure you can get up and running as quickly as possible? So as I said, my relative was trapped in Berlin. We utilized social media, me in the States, my relative in Berlin, to make decisions on which flights to shoot for so that they can have the best chance of odds of getting back home. And that's very important because the airline that she was dealing with, and I hate to say it was an American carrier, was not very helpful, helpful, but the European carriers were. They were engaged in social media. There were also new fan book pages, uh, Facebook fan pages put up about this event where people could communicate and trade stories. It was a very active, very vibrant community. If your business was involved in this, you would and you were able to be very helpful and not pushy, but very helpful, you would have garnered a lot, a lot, a lot of fans. And that's, in the end, is very important. That positive image, that positive influence that you have, the ability to help your customers and clients make the right decisions, even if it's not purchasing your services, is one of the best things a company can do. And that's why some of those companies stay around a lot longer. Sure, a lot of stress, a lot of economic impacts can be in this from the Icelandic volcano for Europe, Africa, and other countries as well. But in the end, the positive to be learned is that if you're not engaged in social media, you should be. We have all been told to be ourselves one time or another in our lives. The power of your personality and the authenticity behind it will attract others of like mind to you. People like to hang around people they can relate to. It is the same when it comes to social media. You really need to be yourself. Whether you're using Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. to connect with, connect with uh, people or for your business, it is important that you maintain a consistent persona across all the platforms you are engaging in. This means being you in all those areas. Now, in my work coaching uh, different businesses and entrepreneurs, it is still surprising to me how many of them do not understand that their, what their persona is online. They want a business side. They want a family side. They want a personal side. And in some cases, they want, I really shouldn't have drinking that much type of side. Uh, the latter more so than all the others. Unfortunately, that form of compartmentalization does not exist anymore as it did pre-social media. Especially now when you can tweet across multiple platforms, I can comment on someone's status on, on different sites and post items that can basically go viral. Therefore, there is only one you, as there is in real life, as there is in, and you better know which you that should be presented online. Once you do, be consistent in presenting that persona with whatever mediums you desire. Again, if you want to do Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Now, if this is your first time and you're considering jumping into the social media swimming pool, come on in. The water's warm. It's great. There's lots of people in the pool to hang out with. And there's lots of lingo that, you're, that is confusing. Don't focus on learning that. You can learn that over time. What you need to understand 
is you have to have a plan before you go in and you jump into the social media swimming pool. Think of it as a, you're doing a, going to a gigantic networking uh, convention and there's 300 million people there. You're gonna, there's gonna be a lot that you're gonna understand and there's a lot that you're not gonna understand, but you wanna go out and meet those of like-minded beings that you can relate to and that you want to engage with. So once you have an answer, and this is an important question, let me stay, take a step back. You would need to ask yourself a very important question. Why should they care about, and this is sometimes about the audience that you're talking to, why should they care about what you have to say or what you have to offer or what you have to sell? Once you can answer that question, make your plan and start diving in to which sites you want to go on. Now, for those who've already dabbled, and this now goes on for the first uh, first timers as well too, you've gone in, you jumped into the social media swimming pool, but you didn't take any lessons, learning how to swim, and it's not working out so well. You feel lost. You feel like it's, uh, you know, people just talking about what they ate for dinner all the time, and that's not what you want. You want real consistent items. Well, first off, reevaluate re why you're in the social media space to begin with. If you have accounts scattered across multiple platforms, assess which ones are meeting your goals if you've already set them up. If you haven't, go set up some goals and which ones are not. Those that are not, cut them uh, from the other ones and focus on those social media sites that are working for you. Now, if none of them are working for you, it means that you may have done something wrong. Take a step back. Now, when you're looking at those at those um, those sites, ask yourself these questions. Why should anyone listen to you? Why would anyone want to do business with you? What value do you bring if, by them listening to you? And what do you want your audience to get from what you're saying? And do you want these people to be part of your audience? Very important questions. And there are more, but these are ones you should really focus on for a good start. Once you have your answers to those, simplify, make a plan, and make sure that your persona fits in with that plan and then you will be your person across all those, that persona across all those mediums. Now you can hire someone else to do it for you, but if you do, you're basically just hiring someone else who doesn't know you, isn't you, and they're not gonna be a good job being you. Even actors are not good at being the people that they portray, because in the end, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. I'm going to give you a few examples of some businesses and entrepreneurs that kick some serious tail when it comes to social media and their persona fits across the board. The first one, her name is Erica Napala, uh, Napolitano. She, her, she goes under the alias of Redhead Writing. She's on Facebook, she's on Twitter, and she has a blog. She's a very sassy, snarky woman, and that plays out across her persona on all those different sites. There is no doubt when you read a tweet, a comment, a post, a blog writing, whatever, you know it's from her because it's her writing and it's her style. Her persona speaks across all those different mediums. Same thing with Shelly Kramer. She's one of the Forbes top 30 Twitter women that you should definitely know and she's a social media guru her persona of being quirky but also being really cool and can hang out with any type of person plays across the entire board again she's on twitter she's on facebook she's on all these different social media sites you know her regardless and both these people i've never met in person but if, if i had met them i'm sure their persona would share would would shine out just as well there as well too their authenticity behind who they are is incredibly important and in what they bring to the social media realm. You have to be the same way. Be yourself. You can't be everything to everyone because if you are, you're nobody to no one. Are you going to alienate some people? Yes, you are. Are you going to make some new friends you didn't think you'd make before? Yes, you will. Are you going to have everyone beat down your door the next day and want to buy everything from you? No, you're not. It takes time. But if, yourself, if you are yourself and you're authentic, 
you will have some of the best customers be attracted to you through the social media realm. There are many different personalities out there. You're going to find them. You're going to love them. Some of them you're going to hate. But if you see them in different places and they're the same persona, you know that they're authentic and you know that they are awesome at social media. And when it comes to your business, you should be exactly the same way. Getting a business of any size ready to seize upon the available opportunities of a turnaround in a tricky and, and a down economy is tricky. With budgets tight and the need to keep cash available, it can be hard for a business to align its resources in the right way. Freezing everything places the business, your business, at greater risk of not being able to take advantage of opportunities when conditions change. In a recent issue of the Harvard Business Review, they looked at what it takes for businesses to get ready for the rebound. The authors discovered that businesses that invest in areas that determine both long and short-term growth, like expansions, research and development, and new product launches, have a greater chance of storming out of the gates than those that don't when the economy rebounds. Companies that have failed to plan for a rebound never made it out alive from the recession that they were in. So how can you get your business set up to take advantage of the rebound? Well, there's four R's that you need to pay attention to. The first one is review your business. The second is remove waste. The third is reward resources. And the fourth one is risk with prudence. Review your business. Look at where you are exactly right now with a top-down review that looks at every, all the financials, the departments, the products, and the people. There should be no sacred cows during this review. Everything is up for review. Second, remove the waste. Believe it or not, there are still businesses out there that are leaking cash through small amounts of waste. A great example is the expense account. While tightened for the need to preserve cash, it is still the foremost area where waste occurs in any business. Typically in the food arena, if you think about it, your employees should have a good, really good reasons as to why they're eating out every day on the company dime. Is it providing value or just a cost of doing business? If it is a cost of doing business with those customers, time to find another means of engaging your clients. Be vigilant, save for when the times are good and when good times are going to come. Vigilance and removing the waste will give you the cash that you need to prepare for that rebound. Reward the resources that you do have. Cash, funding, and other capital should be given as reward for areas of the business that can provide both long-term and short-term growth. Since your business will be scaling back budgets in other areas, it could become a cause of concern when spending is increased in other departments versus the, those where they lost the money. Your business should put a value on the, these resources by making your teams compete for growth. The best ideas that will set the business up for success get rewarded. Therefore, while you are cutting back budgets in other departments and providing funding in different ones, it is because of that competition to find you both that short and long-term growth. Risk prudently. And this does not mean be ultra conservative where you place your resources for the rebound that is going to come. It means that you have reviewed your business, you've removed the waste, you've re rewarded your resources to those teams that are gonna provide you that growth, and you're gonna keep tabs on the progress of those funds. It means that you have to be willing to invest in risk to receive growth that you wanna have. Like the saying goes, you gotta break a few eggs to make some omelets, or make an omelet, you gotta break a few eggs. Either way, you have to risk, but with prudence. Risking without prudence is not reviewing your business, not removing race, and just putting resources where you think they should go without really understanding if that's the best idea. 
A great example of a company that has done implementing these four R's above is Starbucks. At a recent shareholders meeting, Starbucks discussed how they reviewed their business, they restructured their stores to remove waste, and they're rewarding their resources in areas of prudent risk and also in the forms of new products and buying back stock to give them themselves more control. The success of their plan has allowed the company to issue a dividend for the very first time. The lessons are pretty clear. For any business, especially your business, to survive, you have to be willing to focus on growth even during a recession. You have to be willing to risk going against the conventional wisdom and to be ready to exploit the opportunities that are going to come when the rebound happens. That's what Starbucks has done. The conventional wisdom says, don't build new stores, close stores. Well, Starbucks did both. They closed stores where they already had lots of them, but they built new stores where they didn't have any of them and exploding the growth. If you're not prepared, you still got time to get cracking. Review your business, remove the waste, reward your resources, and risk prudently, and your business will be one of those small percentages blowing out of the gates when the rebound comes and leaving your competition in the dust. Well, that is it for another episode of the Von Gehr Consulting Group's podcast. You can find us on the web at www.vongehrconsulting.com. That's V-O-N-G-E-H-R consulting.com. Follow us on Twitter at Von Gehr CG or become a fan. Hey, just like the page. You don't even have to become a fan. You just like it on Facebook at Von Gehr CG Lions. Have a wonderful day.